Welcome to Jack and Geek. I'm Crip. And I am the Crip Keeper. Welcome to the maiden voyage of our podcast. Today, we're going to have some special guests. And what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about our top five favorite movies. But for right now, let's take a shot. Oh, Ooh, I love that bite. This week, we have special guests that are... Shadow. Descending. Puffy. Daddy. We're going to get right into it with our top five favorite movies. My number five favorite movie is called The Last Starfighter. It came out in 1984, and it starred Lance Guest. Anybody see that movie? I love it. Oh, it's so good. Such a good movie. It It is about a young man who plays a video game, gets caught up into an alien. Turns out the game was a test for him to be a new starfighter. Then everything goes wrong. Other starfighters die, and he's left to be the last starfighter. What is your top five favorite movie, Crip? Uh, my number five is Dream Warriors, Nightmare on Elm Street, classic movie from 1987. And that happens to be my number three favorite movie, Nightmare on Elm Street. Who can say no to Freddy Krueger? I don't think anybody can, really. Anybody else seen that movie? Yeah, of course. Robert England makes those movies. And this was when Patricia Arquette came out, and they brought back in Heather Langenkamp. It was the perfect mix of... The funny that Freddy is known for, and the scary that Freddy is known for. The problem with the later movies is it gets too funny, so it's not that scary. So this is still kind of that good mix still. I think I saw that one first, instead of the first one. Really? Yeah. I Probably. think it was on TV, and I just, my grandmother and I watched it. I'm going to date myself. My father took me to go see this movie. <laughs> It had a kick-ass soundtrack. It did have a kick-ass soundtrack. Dream Warriors! Dawkins just made that shit so awesome. Oh, And a music video with Freddy. With Freddy. That was was perfect. Okay, Shadow, what's your number five? My number five favorite movie is Dragon Ball Z Android 13. It was after the... No, after the Cell Saga, Dragon Ball Z. And Dr. Jiro, after everyone was defeated... He sent out some more androids to eliminate Goku, the main character of Dragon Ball Z. And during that, two of the androids die, androids 14 and 15. So Android 13 gets released, and he goes into this all-powerful creation and starts fighting. I wish people would realize that no matter how many androids you throw at Goku, it just isn't going to happen, dude. It's never going to Especially work. with Trunks around, it ain't going to happen. Okay, Big D. <laughs> What's your fa- top five favorite movie? My number five is Logan, the black and white version. Ooh, that, that was, was actually that. a really good movie. I've yeah. seen the movie, but I haven't seen the black and white version. I know, it's really good. Does it Ooh. make it more gory almost with the black and white? Yeah, it's got that really old, classy movie vibe to it. It's just cool. really nice. Cool. What did everybody think about Logan? Was it oh, good? Oh, I really like it. Was a good end to Hugh Jackman? Yeah. I think it was one of the better Wolverine movies we got. It definitely was. I thought it was okay. Really? The, the ending was kind of meh, but the movie itself I thought was pretty cool. I thought what they did with Professor X was interesting because uh, he was deteriorating, basically. And that was an interesting thing that we really didn't get a whole lot with the previous X-Men universe movies. The only thing it didn't make sense to me was his adamantium was causing poison in his body to kill him. But, like, he lived in days of future past, like, way beyond that time frame, so that don't make no sense to me. True. Yeah. And it's true. But they had to find a way to kill off the thing, Hugh Jackman's well, The thing that really confused yeah. me was 
the other Logan that they made. I feel like what they wanted to try to do was bring in Sabretooth, but the guy that played Sabretooth didn't want to come back, and so they just threw it in as a Logan clone or whatever. Yeah. yeah well, they cloned him to bring up X-23. Yeah. So they just happened to bring another clone to just, just say... Just, the way he looked... Looked a lot like the guy that played Sabretooth with the buzzed head and everything. So I feel like that's what they were trying to get at. To like make us think that's what it was. And then throw in the Logan coin. I don't know. Okay, Puffy. What do you have for number five? My number five movie is The Birds. Birds. Classic movie. movie. Hitchcock. 1963. I fucking love that movie, bro. You fucking love that movie? (laughs) It's an awesome movie. I like... I really like psychological thriller movies. Like Vertigo. Yeah. I really love... uh, Alfred Hitchcock is one of my favorite um, directors and all that stuff. I just really like the psychological thing of it because, like, the villain is, like... Something common. So common and something you wouldn't really think of. It's like nature coming at you. And and you don't really see it. I mean, you see it sometimes, but you mostly see the people running and screaming and hiding in buildings and all this stuff. I think that was my favorite thing about Hitchcock, is he took everything that was so normal and so common in everyone's life and made it horrifying. Yeah. The main uh, scene in there where the woman is in the uh, phone booth, Mm -hmm. which most y'all that are, you know, younger don't know what a phone booth is. Yeah. (laughs) But she runs into the phone booth and the birds are just cracking up against her. They're like, oh, I love that movie. Didn't he use real birds? Yes, he did. He just had real birds go at stuff. Yeah. And just filmed it. (laughs) Didn't he, uh, like, really make them mad first? Yeah, he just kind of pissed him off and then just had him go with stuff. The girl almost quit because she kept getting attacked by the really? by the birds. I'll never forget the uh, time I watched the trailer for Psycho. And he tells oh, yeah. you every single place and how the people die. Yeah. And, it and still then you got still you. get jump scared at the very end. Of course you do. It's Alfred Hitchcock, dude. He just I love that dude. Okay, Bone Daddy, what you got for number five? My number five. Is Dirty Dancing from 1987 because it's a badass romance. Damn. Damn. It is a classic movie, dude. It's a romance for a man. Hell. Bone Daddy. Patrick Swayze whoops ass. Bone Daddy, I've known you for years and I had no idea that would be on your top five. (laughs) That is one of my favorite movies because I absolutely, I'm like a sucker for some love stories if it's got like a badass kick edge to it and like. You sit there, and I was watching it the other night, so I didn't know what to talk about for the podcast, and I was like, when Patrick Swayze gets pissed, this fucker dances, dude. He, like, dances to kick ass. What's your favorite quote from the movie? Oh, favorite quote is, nobody puts baby in a corner. But you know what? They put baby in a corner. And she should have stayed in a corner. (laughs) (laughs) She was like 14. Baby was underage and he was like 30. Now, Patrick Swayze played, you know, kind of like pedophile in a way. But it was still a cool romantic movie. It was romantic as hell. It was romantic as hell until you realized the age gap. Yeah, it's like... You know, but you know, they left out the part where the cops come in and said, hey, dude, she's like 15. But don't, everybody at one don't, point don't tried, to do, get oh, tried to do the lift. I tried to do the lift. I fucking tried to do the lift. Everybody, <laughs> you can try to deny it, but everybody at one point tried to do the lift. Yeah, they did. Okay, now what we're going to do here is stop for a second and talk about what we're doing tonight. We are trying Bloody Mary's. None of us have ever had a Bloody Mary. Some of us really don't like tomato juice. 
I have no problem, but I don't know the crypt does. So we're gonna have trying out a Bloody Mary. What scares me is the Tabasco, honestly. If we don't like it, we're pouring it out, and we're gonna make screwdrivers. So we're gonna be drinking through all this. So I'm gonna take a quick drink. It does look like V8. Let's take a drink. Whoa! Oh, oh God! That Tabasco is hot. You know, it's not bad. It's not bad. The Tabasco is what yeah way over the limit. Uh huh. The Tabasco is what kills it. Oh God, it's choking me up. <laughs> Man, that's gonna be making y'all hit the controller. I'm gonna fucking, ha- I'm gonna fucking have to make me a screwdriver, dude. It's me not too. that bad. I could drink this because I, I don't mind spice. I, I like almost the hottest wings of Buffalo Wild Wings. That's not gonna bother me. But it's just the taste of the Tabasco is kind of what kills it for me. Okay, well we're gonna start out again with our number four. My number four is. Rocky Four. I love the Rocky movies, oh, and Rocky good. Four is the best one of so them. Good. Puffy has yet to see any Rocky movies, and soon we're gonna have her see a Rocky movie. I've seen the first one. You seen the first one? Well, yeah. we'll let you see the rest of the Rocky yeah, movies. We all gonna have a Rocky marathon, and they're gonna watch Creed, and they're gonna watch Creed too. Rocky Four <laughs> came out in 1985. If you don't know, it's got Sylvester Stallone and Dolph Lundgren, and Dolph Lundgren plays a great. Russian in this. A lot of people don't know that he has PhDs and speaks, what, six or seven languages? The man is a genius. You wouldn't think that by a guy that looks like that, because you usually think the buff guys are the stupid ones. You usually do. But he's got more degrees than Bill Nye the science guy. Yeah, but Bill Nye the science guy is really a guy with an engineering degree <laughs> yeah, who true. says he's a scientist. <laughs> okay, fine. Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson. There Neil you go. Neil deGrasse Tyson's a scientist. Yeah, he is. Okay, Crip, what you got at number four? My number four is Flight of the Navigator. Ooh. I love that movie. I love that Such movie. a good movie. 1986. 1986. Yes, 1986. That sounds familiar. I can't remember. And an interesting thing I found out, it's Sarah Jessica Parker's debut as an actress. Ooh, oh, that's pretty that cool. That was her first ever acting job. Oh, I like that's that. pretty cool. Flight of the Navigator is this kid is picked up by an alien ship and he disappears for like 10 years. Yeah. Everybody grows up in his family and they were looking for him. And then they stopped looking for him. He shows back up and he's still a kid. Everybody's grown up. He's still his a kid. His younger brother's almost an adult. So he gets taken. Once they find out that he was taken up by an alien, he gets taken by the government and the ship has to come save him. And then the ship... Ship's kind of funny because you the think it's just at, a ship. The ship at first has an AI that's very serious and is trying to just get out of there because it's a dangerous place. But after he scans the brain of the child, he becomes very playful and childish and becomes Pee Wee Herman. Becomes Pee Wee Herman. He's Pee-wee for real. Herman. It's legitimately legitimately Pee Wee Herman. Oh, wow. It's Pee Wee Herman as the ship. It's a Disney movie. movie. It's a Disney movie that came out when we were kids. You need to see it. Compliance. You really need to see it. Was it was a really good movie. I don't leak. You leak. <laughs> it is it is a cute movie. It is a fun movie. I have always loved just sitting down and just watching it over and over. It never stops being funny. The jokes are funny every single time. I'll tell you, the first time I saw it, I went frog gigging later that day. Really? <laughs> so every time I watch that movie, I think back to frog Somehow gigging. Somehow that movie just takes you back to the first it time you see it. It does take you back. Every time. Okay, Shadow, what you got at number four? So my number four is Dragon Ball Z Revenge of Cooler. There's a theme here. Yeah, I'm wondering, <laughs> is, is all your it's... movies Dragon Ball Super, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball? So, Dragon Ball Z Revenge of Cooler, it's after the Frieza saga in Frieza Saga and Dragon Ball Z. And it is about Frieza's brother, Cooler. 
way cooler character. I know he's so much better, <laughs> and the amount of the amount of story behind it and why he's after Goku is kind of weird because he's only there just to clean up Frieza's mess. Because at the very beginning of the movie, it shows Cooler seeing the destruction of Planet Vegeta that Frieza did, and he sees the pod leave. And he just lets it happen because he knows that that saying will do something about Frieza one day. And he wants that to happen because he hates Frieza. And he comes back and tries to entice Goku to fight him in Super Saiyan to see if he can beat him. Well, we all know how Dragon Ball movies end. Oh, yes. So, Cooler dies. Um, I would heavily suggest if anyone hasn't seen Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball film, that's definitely one to see. That one's extremely well arted. It's extremely well written. It's just a fun film to watch. It is. I have watched all of Dragon Ball Z, but I've only seen one or two of the movies. That's definitely one we're going to have to sit down and watch. It's mm-hmm. just a fun film. Okay. Let's see what you got, Big D. What you got for number so, four? <laughs> training Day. Ooh, Training yeah. Day. Snap. One of my awesome. most favorite Gano movies ever made. Tell us a little bit about the movies right. for people who haven't seen it. Well, the rookie kind of moves in this neighborhood, and the, the antagonist is Denzel Washington. Well, he he trains a rookie, and one thing leads to another, and Denzel Washington turns out to be a crooked-ass cop. So, towards the end of the movie, he, spoiler alert, tries to kill him, and the, the protagonist gets even with him at the end. It's just an all-around crazy movie to watch. Yeah, it's, it's action-packed. For anybody that likes to watch action movies and all that stuff, yeah. that's definitely one to see. It's, it's a classic. Snoop Doggy Dog. Yes. Hell yes. Yeah. Uh, Snoop Lion. <laughs> Snoop Lion, baby. Snoop Lion. Okay, Puffy, what you got for number four, baby? Harry Potter. And the Goblet of Fire is my number four. Surprisingly, really? Really? exactly. No, Goblet of Fire? Harry, did you put your name on the goblet? <laughs> I I love all the Harry Potter movies, but Half Blood Prince has to be my favorite. Okay, uh, yes. But Goblet's such a fun film. It's a fun film. It's a fun book. It is a very Here's fun thing. book. When you get later on the series, it gets very serious. But Goblet's one of those. It's just fun. So, with Goblet of Fire, I think it's one of my favorite movies and books. Because you really get to see what's going on in the Wizarding World that's not just Harry Potter and his scar, you know? You see the World Cup. You see you see the different schools coming to the... Um, Coming it's, to Hogwarts. It's not just Hogwarts. It's not just Hogwarts. You see the Triwizard. You get to see there's a whole world <laughs> exactly. of wizards. Also, Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire is one of the most talked about Harry, parts put your name in the Goblet of, Fire. of the movie. Because if you've read the book. <laughs> Whispered my ass. <laughs> he comes y- up to him and is very quiet and very subtle about it. But in the movie. Dumbledore fucking tackles Harry. He chokes Harry. Let's just say we've scared Puffy just coming up to her about that. She, I'm she very, shouldn't have put her name in the goblet. Shouldn't have put her name I'm in the goblet. I'm very skittish, okay? And also, yes, I am the Hufflepuff. That is why Harry Potter is one of my favorite movies. Okay, Bone Daddy, what you got for number four? Um, my number four is The Breakfast Club from 1985. Don't you forget about me. That's awesome. Hell yes, and it's got Emilio Estevez, Judge Nelson, Molly Ringwald, and a couple others. We hap- we happen to be meeting Molly Ringwald in July. Oh, really? She's going to be a fanboy. Oh, wow. Fanboy oh, Expo in Knoxville, Tennessee. Knoxville, Tennessee. Not sponsored. Not, not sponsored. Spawn. Not spawn. Hashtag not spawn. Hashtag not an ad. <laughs> That's cool. This is a good movie because I like how it's got like all, all the kids are 
different and it shows that, you know, you can all come together at the end and everything. It's Emilio Estevez is an actor who just wasn't in enough things. Yeah. He's an excellent actor. And I wish well, more once he quit acting, he became a director. Oh, yes. But I wish he would have stayed acting. He was such a good actor. His, much better than his brother. Much better than his brother. <laughs> Get out that's of here, Charlie. A, that's... You're going to start some boys. <laughs> Get out of here, Martin. Get out of here, Charlie. <laughs> Emilio is way better. Emilio! Oh, Emilio! No. <laughs> he was a real good 80s actor. And then Molly. Oh, Molly. Molly. She made up the 80s. Oh, the 80s. She made up the 80s, dude. Oh, I love Molly Ringwald. Okay, well, we didn't like the Bloody Mary. Oh, so take the heat. It, it was just, it was too hot. I don't know what it was. It wasn't like it was... Too spicy that I couldn't take it. It was just uncomfortable it, to be a drink. It wasn't yeah. comfortable. So what Not we decided to do is we're taking screwdrivers. We went from spicy to sweet. Either way, we're sticking with the vodka. And I'll probably take another shot of Jack Daniels pretty soon. Of course. Okay, Crip. We've already said my number three because we had the same one. What do you got for number three? Godfather Part Two. Ooh. 1974. Such a good movie. Movie. It is a great movie. I love that movie. If anyone doesn't say it's a perfect movie, they can fight me. That's one thing you can honestly that's one thing you honestly say. If there's anything close to a perfect movie, it's Godfather. It's Godfather Part Two. It's just so it builds upon everything the first one did. In the best way. It's just, I, I can't give enough compliments to the directors, the writers, the, the people that did the cinematography. It's just perfect. It's movie. a long movie, but it's worth it. It is worth most, it. Most, yeah, most is, long yeah. movies are worth sitting through. Most long movies. That's why I'm kind of excited for Endgame. Oh, Hashtag yeah. not spawn. No. <laughs> not a sponsor. Don't come at us, Disney. Okay. Shadow, what you got for number three? For number three... Yes, I'm following my pattern. It is Dragon Ball Z Wrath of the Dragons. For most people who have not seen the movie, it is about a hero named Tapion and his brother Minosha. They come from the other side of the universe of Earth. And they're trying to stop a monster named Rudigarn, who ravaged their home planet until a wizard found a sword that defeated them. And they have magical ocarinas. Hashtag hero of time, but you know, whatever. Mm. And, we'll get to that in a later episode. And they can play songs that enrage the beast, but will not allow them to be hurt by it. It's a beautiful movie. And, well, in the movie, there are just great scenes. Mm-hmm. Tapion being taken over by Harutagarn. And also, just to give a little bit of insight of the movie, Harutagarn is split in two and put inside of uh, Minosha and Tapion. So they're sent to the other sides of the universe of each other. So uh, he doesn't get stronger. The rule of Hrudegarn is the closer he is to his halves, the stronger he gets. And it's just a beautiful movie. One of my favorite lines from is whenever Goku looks at Hrudegarn and just says, fight me if you want to die. Such Ooh. a great movie. It is, it is a cre- I gotta give credit again to the art, the storytelling. For a minute there, they were pumping out great movies. I wish some of these could have been canon because... They don't interfere with the story as it is, but give good stories extra, you know? As Crip was saying, they did make good movies. They were on a win streak for a long time. And then Bio Broly. And then Bio Broly. But I have a special place in my heart for that movie. It sucks. It's so good. So bad. <laughs> okay, Big D, what's your number three? Oh, Big D. The Mist Black and White Collector's Edition version. Uh, you like black and white oh, movies. Yes, I do. Interesting. 
You like you like the old style cinematography. Yes. It just makes the gore so much better. It you talking about the, the Mist, the one that came out a few years ago, or is it the remake? Originally just one. Stephen King the Mist? Yeah, Stephen King the Mist, but they came out with a remake not that really? long ago. Yeah. yeah. Then they came out with a TV show that was kind of sucky. But you're talking about the, it was, the older one mm-hmm. that came out a few years ago. Yeah. He's talking about the one that had the guy that played the Punisher in it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what yeah. his name is. Yeah, Whatever your name. name is, please just send us an email. Just send we'll, us. We'll put give us. <laughs> give us a comment. We'll we'll, we'll give you credit, name, buddy. <laughs> that is like my top favorite creature feature movie of all time because oh, all the monsters good. in it. It is a pretty good creature feature movie for sure. It gets a lot better dude, than Cloverfield. <laughs> dude, the ending of that movie. Fucked me up. That pissed me off. I would, we're not gonna give up. it away, but it's gonna piss you After off. After you see that. You will sit there for a good 20 minutes going, are you fucking serious? <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. Not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. It's still a really good it's movie. It's a great movie. It's a great end, but it'll stick with you for I a while. Yeah. I love the part whenever he's just staring out at the lake and you just see the mist rolling in. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've read the book. Part. It's very good. If you haven't read it, I recommend it. Does it end the same way or is it a different ending? It's a different ending. Like good. the original movie in theaters... Had the book ending, but when the release came out, they had that ending. Really? That, that yes. happens a lot because World War Z, the original ending didn't work for test audiences. Yeah. They do that for a lot of movies. I believe the ending for World War Z, whenever it first came out, was everyone died. Yeah, everyone yeah, dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone loses to the zombie apocalypse. Okay, since it's not going to spoil it, what's the original ending? Okay, it shows them driving off into the mist after they leave the grocery store. And they have that little quotation at the very last paragraph of the book. I don't remember word to word of it, but it's pretty much telling his son, saying it's going to be okay, we'll find a new home soon. And at the very last part of that scene, in the original, you see the whole planet get consumed by the mist. Oh, shit. That would have been a better ending. That would have blown my mind. See, that's one of those psychological, not psychological, but... Still kind of psychological. Very psychological. That's what I like, and that's why I like the book, and I like the movie. I thought it really sucked. Really? Not the movie, but the ending. Yeah. This might be a spoiler, but when they were in the car... Yeah. How much... How fucked up is that? That is fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Puffy, what you got? So I kind of went a different route this time. It's Princess Bride, so it's more romantic than my That's last two. It's a great movie. <laughs> it's more romantic than my last couple. What year was that? Do y'all know? Uh, two, 1987. Yeah, I thought it was an 80s, but I don't know how to say it time. in any more words that it was just a really good fucking movie. It was a movie. fun film. It was fun. It was action-packed. It was romantic. It was hilarious. Yeah, it just had a mix of everything that everybody needed in a film. And I loved seeing Ben Savage in it as a little kid during the narration part, and then seeing him later in life, and then just seeing Doing him it again in Deadpool. Doing it again in Deadpool, but just his career just building and building and building, and then being like, hey... That's the fucking kid from Princess Bride that didn't want to hear about the kissing. Like that, you know, you you get an actor that's known for one thing. Now he's voicing car commercials. Of course, uh, the main guy from this movie is more known for Men in Tights and etc. But he'll always be my Wesley. Yeah, he'll always be Wesley. Okay, Bone Daddy, what you got? Number three is the Transformers, the movie from 1986, yes. the animated movie. Yes. Yes. You got the touch! Oh my god. <laughs> you got 
The power. The editing power that I'm going to need to quiet that down. Awesome. Because, number one, it was the first time I'd ever seen a Transformer actually get hit with a gunshot and killed. Yeah. Number two, it was the first time I'd ever heard Spike say shit. Yeah. If you you haven't seen Transformers the movie, I'm going to give you a spoiler. Optimus Prime died. How is that a spoiler? Michael Bay did it in every movie. Every damn movie he made. Somehow, somehow we Michael Bay can make Optimus Prime dying suck because it was literally every fucking movie. Oh, I'm gonna die. Here's the all spark. Now I have a sword. I cried when Optimus Prime turned gray. When he turned gray, his head flopped over. I was like. No man, it's like my dad died or something. <laughs> yeah, that was so that was very touching, dude. It was watching that. I was like, there is no fucking the way they killed Optimus Prime. RC. She was such a cool character. I remember playing uh, the game Fall of Cybertron, and you got to unlock her in multiplayer after you did everything in the story. That game wow. did the old Transformers justice. I it love. Really did. I love Rodimus Prime. Dude, Rodimus yeah. Prime looked bad. And Judd Nelson again. Was Rodimus Prime really in the Breakfast Club? Cool. I didn't know he was Rodimus Prime. Yep. And the dude that done Unsolved Mysteries was Oprah Magnus. Really? Yep. I love that show. Robert Staubach. Yeah. Robert Staubach. Robert Stack. Stop. Never mind. Staubach is a football player. I think the I know what you're talking about. I got you. I think the coolest part is it wasn't just a movie. It continued in the show. Yeah. Once the The show show kept going, and they went with the film. Rodimus Prime was still a big thing. And they ended up bringing back Optimus Prime. Don't worry. He comes back. Optimus doesn't just die. Leonard Nimoy was also in it. Played yes. Really? Yeah. yeah, you didn't know that? I, I didn't, didn't know that. Didn't know so that. when they brought him back for the, uh, which one of the uh, Transformers movies was it? Was it the uh, Dark of the Moon? Dark of the Moon? Yeah. When they brought him back, I guess that's a, a good throwback. Orson Welles played Unicron. Really? Or I didn't know that Wells either. Did Unicron, dude. Unicron. You didn't know awesome. that either? I didn't know. Yeah, Orson Welles. I was a kid. I just watched the movie. Yeah, but it's in the credits, dude, and we've seen it how many times? How many times do you stop and watch the credits in a movie? Uh, when Orson Welles' fucking name the only pops time The Avengers? You, the only time <laughs> you stop and... The only time you stop and watch the credits is if it's a Marvel movie. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is I don't normally watch the opening credits, but when a name like Orson fucking Wells shows up, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. (laughs) Okay, we're going to get started with number two. My number two favorite movie is Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back. Same. Same. It is my favorite of the Star Wars movies, and I am a Star Wars geek. I happen to be wearing a Star Wars shirt right now, and so does Crip. He's wearing my shirt. It is a great movie. Empire kicked off the 80s. Empire is one of my favorites. but I'm pretty sure it's almost every Star Wars fan's favorite. It has yeah. A lot of the prequel kids will say Revenge of the Sith, but then Empire is right behind it. Empire, yeah. If I have to go with my favorite of the Star Wars, it's got to be Empire and then Revenge of the Sith. I just Any have to go with Any haters can get the hell out. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> has to be... No, I am your father. When I first saw that, I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe it. I love you. I know. (laughs) The whole interaction with him and Lando, you felt like you knew them for years when you just freaking met Lando. Just met Lando. And then the betrayal, you felt so... Betrayed. betrayed. How dare you? You were... 
But you know what? You know what made me feel betrayed more than that? Them calling him Han. Oh, yeah. I know. What you just called him Han through a whole movie? You can't switch it up, George Lucas. For those of you who may read comic books, and one of the comic books that was for Lando. They actually had it to where when Boba Fett came, Lando took him and put him in carbonite and made him into his desk. I gotta say, I like how Disney handled the explanation of uh, Lando calling him Han in Empire Strikes Back. It's just him being an ass because he called it Sabacc instead of Sabacc. Yeah. Yeah. So for those of you who have not seen Solo, to see how Solo and Lando come together... It is a good movie. It's a really I good would movie. recommend it, even though a lot of us chose not to go see the it. The sequels are the problem for me. Yeah. But the other movies, Rogue One, Solo, stuff like that, I think they've made pretty good movies. The only problem I really had with Rogue One was how they did Carrie Fisher at the end. Yeah. I felt like that was insulting with what we just saw with Tarkin that looked like the guy was back from the dead. Yeah. I really liked Solo, and I liked Empire. Empire's mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies. It always been, but I'm I'm a sucker for New Hope more than Empire. Really? Yes, because I like the beginning of stories. Really? All right. Okay, shout out what you got for number two. Number two. Mine is a very, very, very close second. It is Dragon Ball Z Fusion Reborn. Gogeta. (laughs) For people who haven't seen most of the Dragon Ball movies, which most people have not, Fusion Reborn is about the way the main villain shows up is kind of... Dragon Ball-esque. Childish. Goku-ish. It is someone who literally works in Otherworld, which is the place where people cross over either go to hell or just people... It's the crossroads of sorts. Basically, yeah. And this person unleashes all of the evil up of the universe upon himself and becomes a villain known as Janimba. He starts off as this giant yellow fat thing that encompasses the gateway to the crossroads. And no one can get in, no one can get out. So the dead and the the dead and the living kind of walk together in the movie because of, you know, the troubles in other worlds. Goku and another man named Pycon who shows up in Dragon Ball Z, so I don't care what you guys want to say, he is canon. Oh, Pycon's definitely canon. Uh, he shows up, and they both try to battle Janemba. Well, he's strong, even in his giant bath state. Well, later on in the movie, he then evolves because they learn his secret, and he turns into this hellish devil creature, and he starts beating them, like, badly. And so Vegeta shows up, and they still get destroyed. Then... Goku and Vegeta fuse into a character known as Gogeta, and he delivers one of the greatest lines in that entire movie. He looks at Janimba dead in the eyes with the straight face ever and says, this is the end for you, and then does a move known as a Stardust Breaker. People who played the Dragon Ball Fighter games would know it's called Soul Punisher. This is basically a move that punishes evil. That is why That is my second favorite movie. Big D, what you got for number two? All right, this is my most favorite horror movie of all time. Hit me. Go. Dawn of the Dead. Oh, yes. oh yeah. I, fixed that. Yeah. I was fixing to ask you which one it was. All right. So it's the remake. Yes. What do you like about that one versus the first one? Hmm. They're both really well, good. Since I'm, I'm a fan of the original. Okay. Now, I remember when all of these remakes came out. Uh-huh. So... My favorite of the remakes was Night of the Living Dead when they did that one. Yeah. But that came out when I was younger. What do you prefer so, to the modern take of it? 
just I don't know. I just I just I like it a lot more than the the original because it's more more modernized. Do you like how uh, the look on zombies has changed? Like it's a lot more gory, it's yeah, a lot more crazy. I like, I like how the zombies are like super fucking fast and you can't outrun them and shit. Yeah. They really upped the zombie ante at that era. See, and that's the problem I have with those movies. I like my zombies slow so I can get away from them. <laughs> <laughs> he, he likes being able to waddle away from them. I'm a slow person. I, I waddle when I run. I think, we know. I think the most fucked up scene in that entire movie, to my opinion, is when the mother died and gave birth to that baby zombie. Ooh. Oh, and they yeah. all had to gather up and put the end of the baby's misery. Yeah. Oh, that's some scary scene. shit. Yeah. A zombie true. baby coming we, out of a we woman. Were, we were still in the torture porn era, so like gore was at its highest at that point. Okay, Puffy, what you got for number two? Attack of the Clones. Really? Attack of the Clones? You are going to see it's something else. (laughs) Over Revenge of the Sith? I can explain to you why Attack of the Clones is my favorite. No, it's one of the reasons why it's my favorite. Okay, why is it your favorite one? You tell the audience and then I'll tell the audience. I like the turn. I like how Anakin goes from not knowing who he is to not knowing why he doesn't belong, not really feeling why he doesn't belong, to him seeing his mom die, to him having the dreams of Padme, like just... And it snaps in his brain. He's like, oh, fuck, this is not where I'm supposed to be. They're not helping me. You can see his complete demeanor change. He's going to say it's the love story part of it. I I can agree to yours. I can understand why that is a good movie because you start to see the turn from Anakin to Vader very Mm -hmm. slowly. Eventually, we will be doing another podcast about the rise and fall of Anakin Skywalker. So that is the beginning of the fall. Of yeah, Anakin exactly, Skywalker. and I love it. But she also loves the love story. I'm sorry, I like a love story. It's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You're a woman. You get that. Shut up. Sexism. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> How dare you bring my bobs into this? Bobs are legendary. Love stories are cool, especially when they have aggressive negotiations. <laughs> negotiations with a lightsaber. Okay, Bone Daddy, what's your number two? My number two is Back to the Future Part Two in oh, 1989. I love that I love movie. That movie. That's the best of the Back to the Future movies. Definitely, I love it. So I love it. Past, present, and in the future, future. The they movie. mixed everything in this movie, and it's I love really it. Good. I thought it was well thought out. Their few and so much stuff that they predicted that would happen in the future did happen. Yeah. We do have restaurants that are uh, themed towards older eras. We do have movies that are that damn 3D. Yeah, yeah. we do. It was, it was real good. I, I mean, still want a hoverboard. Party. We have a hoverboard, yes. but it's not the same. I, I want, want, the, I want hoverboard. that hoverboard. We're, we're just a little away from having that level of a hoverboard. I heard they had hoverboards out. They're just really fucking expensive. They have them, but they don't work the same as they just You have to have metal embedded. Oh, really? It's a magnet. It's, like yeah, it's a magnet. Part about that movie because we got some stuff that's kind of like what the movie had like nowadays. You know? Yeah, like self tying Nike shoes. I've seen that. Too. Yeah, oh, they yeah, did that I've for charity. That. I have to say, Back Future, just that trilogy itself is a great trilogy. It's a, it's one of my favorite trilogies. I wish that before Michael J. Fox got really <laughs> bad, that they would have made another movie about his kids. Didn't uh, didn't Spielberg? do that or was it somebody else somebody else they tried but I don't think they did it 
But I'm talking about the trilogy. Didn't Spielberg do that? Pretty sure. I don't know. What you got, Bone Daddy? Who's the director? The director is Robert Zemeckis. Something like that. Robert Zemeckis? Yeah. Zemeckis. Yeah, Zemeckis. What you got? Would you see a remake of that movie? No. No. no, no, I would not like to have a remake. No, Michael J. Way. Fox was so good in that movie. <laughs> We're in, I would hate to see. You know what I would be? I hate with? remakes. You know what I'd be fine with is if they came out with Shepard a show and it was animated and they voiced them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they do have an animated show. They, but they didn't voice. Them. But I'm saying if they came the out with a new animated show, because I know they did have one. I would like them to come out with one, especially in today's writing, where you can have a cartoon and it is for adults. Rick, and, Rick Morty. and Morty, which is basically Doc and Marty, the show. They do technically have a part four to that. Do they really? It's the video game. Yes. Oh, the video game? Oh. Yeah, the video huh. game is the technically tell- the part four. The Telltale Games yeah. one? Excellent. I might have to get that then. I did not know that was a part four. Yeah, well, definitely I'm going to have to get that then because I really love those movies. Okay, we're going to go with our number one. And before we do... I'm going to take another shot. Of course. I really don't need to no, because my face is red. Yeah. But I'm going to. I'll, I'll drink some of my screwdriver. Oh, yeah. Mm. Okay. We're going with our number one. My number one movie is called Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. <gasps> Amazing. I love that movie. I love <laughs> musicals. Great reaction. It came out in 1954. You had Howard Keel as Adam Pompey. And you had Jane Powell as Millie. And it's basically as it says. You have seven brothers who want seven brides. Adam goes to town. Decides he's going to take a wife. He takes that wife in just a couple hours. People said that anything he chooses to do, he's going to do it. So he takes this wife back. Unbeknownst to her, there are six other brothers waiting for her. Gets there and she cleans them up. Teach them proper etiquette, and then they go to a town barn raising. Meet some women. Their brother tells them about the Sabine women who were kidnapped and forced to marry men of the Romans. So they go and kidnap all six of these women. They have to live out the winter because the avalanche comes through in the mountain, and they have to stay there till spring. They fall in love. They get married, and you have seven brides for seven brothers. It's a very old tale. You can kidnap a woman, and she'll fall in love eventually. God, that's such a good movie. <laughs> I love that movie. I love that movie. It's movie. such a fun movie. I actually have to say, I was raised where I was watching a lot of musicals growing up. And of the musical I watched, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers has always been my favorite. Anytime it's on TV, I have to watch it, even though I have it on DVD and Blu-ray. Mm. Great movie. Okay, Crip, what you got is number one. I'm going to be so mad. Shawshank Redemption. Oh, oh really? Oh, God. that's a great movie. <laughs> oh, that's a great movie. Whatever you we're gonna have, have, we're gonna have that to, was on my We're going to have to cut that down because that was really loud. <laughs> Shawshank Redemption is my number one. Oh, Tim so Robbins bad. and Morgan Freeman make that freaking movie. Yes, they do. It's just, it's a long story that is built around, around one goal, proving that he didn't do it or getting out. That is two options. And the book is only 100 pages long, so if you want to read the book, it's not that long, and it's part of a short story. Which is insane. Who? Because... Stephen King. Stephen King. Yep. It's insane that it's such a short story, 
was such a long movie, and you feel almost every year so captivating. You feel every single year of that prison time that he felt, and all the bad things you felt it. You felt the weight on it. The four football fields of sewage. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you felt every inch of that too. That the cinematography, the story, the narration. I don't know if I You've can... heard about the Green Mile. Now hear about the Brown Mile. <laughs> Sorry, that's Robot Chicken, just in case you haven't seen it. Uh, such a great film. And uh, every time, it, that's another one of those, every time it's on, I gotta watch it. I have a question about the movie. Mm-hmm. Did y'all like the Family Guy version? Of I was just thinking about I love that. every iteration of that. I love everything about it. Because like I've, I've seen that movie so many times that I get the subtle little jokes on everything. Yeah. <laughs> whenever... Uh, Where's uh, the friends thing at the... Whenever he points out the guy and it's Joe and they beat his legs and he never <laughs> walks again. I also love the part whenever Cleveland's <laughs> supposed to be. It's just making the boat. He's like... God, I, didn't, I hope he didn't run away with that money. I think yeah. the one part made me laugh so hard was where Peter was playing Hollow Bat Girl on the fucking record player. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my favorite part of that whole thing is instead of making like the, wasn't it chess pieces he was making yes. in the movie? Yeah. He made Star Wars figures and then Peter Smith was just like, hey, Grievous, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, all the movies that we watch, if there's a parody, uh, parody to it. of it, we, we watch will watch it. it. Absolutely. We do not mind parodies whatsoever. Well, I've seen all the parodies. If movies. you love something, then you can laugh at it. Yep. Okay, Shadow, what you got is number one. All right. So I bet you I know what it is. Oh, there, oh, there's two people in this room besides me who know exactly what it is. And they probably won't know exactly why, but they'll know. Hit me. Dragon Ball Super Broly. Go, Broly, go. So... Back in the 90s, there was a character introduced into the Dragon Ball Z series named Broly, the legendary Super Saiyan. I loved the first one. The second one was, in my opinion... Interesting. The second one, in my opinion, was better than the third one, Bio Broly. I don't like to talk about it. doesn't exist. It exists. It it was badass. It was terrible. It was badass. Bio Broly was awesome. The actual writer and creator of Dragon Ball Z, Akira Toriyama, did not write it. Not a single one of those Broly movies did he actually write it. It was all Funimation, Toei Animation, all that. All rights reserved to them. Well, when Z was so popular, they had to pump out movies. And Dragon Ball Super Broly, it felt like an Akira Toriyama. It was just amazing the way it was written, the way Broly was introduced, just the way Paragus introduced his father, the way he treated Broly makes you actually feel for the character instead of some big bubbling baby. They changed him from a brute to it being a seriously messed up story. It was a mental problem yeah. that he had, not just, ooh, he's a buff guy that likes to fight. Goku cried, so I'm pissed. Yeah, <laughs> and in Broly, there's this character named uh, Chila, or Chila, however you pronounce her name. And she shows up, and she... It's kind of like a romance like, with her and Broly. And it's a bit funny, because she offers him chocolate, and he goes to bite it with the package on, so it is kind of funny. And later on in the movie, he starts to fight Goku and Vegeta. I'm not going to spoil some of the things, but I'm going to talk about the fight. So, Broly starts out by fighting Vegeta, and Vegeta's like, oh, this is going to be a good warm-up. Well, Broly, being as powerful as he was, starts learning as he fights. And Vegeta even says it, going, damn it, he's learning as he fights, which is one of the best 
parts. And he's in there throwing Vegeta through mountains and shit. And then Vegeta, he goes a transformation that was in Dragon Ball Super at the very beginning, or in Dragon Ball Z, Battle of Gods, Super Saiyan God. And he starts fighting Broly. Well, Broly catches up to that very, very fast. Way faster than everyone else in the show has ever done. And he starts slinging Vegeta around. And it's hilarious. And then Goku starts to fight him. He's getting annihilated. Well, he he tries to go a transformation in the show, which I'm not going to spoil just in case anyone in this room or anyone who's listening to this wants to watch the show. But he fails. So he, so he turns back to Super Saiyan Blue, which is... Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan. And he starts to fight it. Well, both Vegeta and Goku combined right there do not defeat Broly because he gets even stronger and goes full power Super Saiyan. Then they turn into a character from Fusion Reborn, Gogeta. Beautiful. In Fusion Reborn, oh, it looked good. It looked really in good. Fusion Reborn, that movie's not canon, so Gogeta was not canon. This is their way of bringing Broly and Gogeta, two fan favorite characters. Gogeta looks excellent in this movie. Him flying around, slinging Broly around, just taunting him. Granted, it did feel like a Vegito clone, but I'm okay with that. The way they did him was, they kept true to how he acted in Fusion Reborn, but they added in the bravado of Vegito. The best thing about it is, is they brought in two fan-favorite characters and made them actually can. The thing I loved about the movie is you could pause just about any part of that movie and there's so much detail it's almost like a painting yeah for every yeah. frame it's amazing the animation's beautiful just there's a part in the movie where Goku is getting slung through a mountain and there's just a giant cavern from whatever no, he's being slung through and you see Broly you're in first person of Broly just sitting there beating the shit out of Goku um, just to let you know it was a one time showing at the theaters that we had and I got the very last two tickets to go see it. And that place was packed. People watching anime today are spoiled compared to the stuff even I grew up with. And I didn't grow up with the stuff like <coughs> Japanime VHSs like Akira and stuff. When I was a kid, it was back when you had to look everywhere to try to find some anime. But Dragon Ball Super Broly is my favorite movie because of the way they brought in the characters showed their backstory and they I'm so glad they changed Broly's backstory from Goku cried a lot Goku's annoying to he's a guy in the way and it went from oh look at this to I want to kill Vegeta's father he's dead so I'm going after Vegeta and Goku got in my way yeah and Broly he was he wasn't a bubbling idiot he was a mentally he was a mentally ill brute he 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 his, had his issues but he wasn't an idiot. Oh, yeah. He, he was just a guy who was stuck on a planet who didn't know anybody. And I'm not going to spoil the ending because the ending is just amazing for the way they did it. Yes. But I know I've rambled on along about this, but my favorite quote... You ramble from, on long as you want to. But my favorite, favorite quote from the movie is, Go Broly. That is what Perry says right before Broly charges in at Vegeta. And then it just goes crazy from there. From there on. It only gets better. The rest of that movie is pretty much an action Action scene. from from that point on. Most of the movie is action. Yeah. That's unlike most Dragon Ball movies. Most Dragon Ball movies, there's a lot of story, a lot of jokes. That one, there was build up, and then from then on out, it was a fight. Big D, what you got at number one? 
Everybody knows what it is. It is Jurassic Park, the first movie. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful movie. <laughs> I remember watching this shit as a kid. I thought they actually brought back dinosaurs. Dude, I, both- I shit you not. When we went to see the theaters to see the reopening of it. I actually fucking cried. I wanted I went, a dinosaur. I went to see this movie while it was still in theaters the first time. I actually went to a 99-cent theater. I know y'all know what the hell that is. But it was a second-run movie. I went with my friend Joey. We went to go see it, and it was just seeing dinosaurs for real. It wasn't, this looks animatronic, this looks CGI. It was, oh my God, there's a real dinosaur right in fucking front of me. That's why I'm so glad movies are going back to practical effects, because CGI... While it's great, you can tell. Yeah, you, you can, can tell. tell when somebody's looking at something or it's not there. They don't hold up well. It doesn't hold up well. CGI just doesn't hold up well. I think it's good for superhero movies. For superhero movies, it to a point. is. But in a few years, you're going to look at it and go, well, that looks crazy. That doesn't look good. But animatronics, real sci fi effects, always look good. That raptor was fucking there. <laughs> when I was little, I showed my sister that movie for the first time, and she's four years younger than me, so she was really, really little. And I convinced her that dinosaurs were real. Like, they were, like, down in the zoo. Like, that's how well I convinced her. And she was so scared to go to bed. And every time I'd be around her, I would just do the theme song in her ear. Like, I'd just be around her, and I'd do it, and then I'd run, and then I'd be around her, I, and I did it. I would have to say my favorite part of that movie is probably whenever he's sitting there and he's looking for the raptor, and then the raptor looks at him. It's not a matter of the whole clever girl scene. It's just, you could see the actual expression in his face. You could see the genuine, like, <laughs> The realist, oh shit face. Yeah. <laughs> excitement that he had for how intelligent that creature was, and then the practical fear just made that movie so much better. That kitchen scene scared the hell out of me. Oh, What's your yeah. favorite part, Diddy? Well... When the T-Rex breaks out of the cage. That's, that's really? Oh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. it's been building up the whole movie to that. Yeah. It confused me, though, because like, how did they go from, oh, look, the Rex is right here to, here's a three-story building. That that, that was that was the fault of the people <laughs> making that movie. I'll tell you, my favorite part of that movie is that specific scene, but when the goat drops on the oh, damn yes. car. <laughs> that is crazy. See, I, I like the water. When he puts the water on her hand and it's like, where do you think it's going to go? Yeah. I love that part. The second, Jeff Goldblum. Science, dude. The second best scene in the entire movie is whenever you see the raptor fall over. You see the oh, yeah. Back up. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of stuff that they could get away with when that movie first came out. But it's like how the stormtrooper hits his head in a, a new home. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just things that you've seen it a hundred times, and you just now and caught on to rings it. the van. Yeah. Yes. You know the one video game that captured the Jurassic Park feeling to it? Hmm. Was the video game for back from 1999, Dino Crisis. I love Dino Crisis. It was a really good game. They need to make a fucking remake of that game, dude. Yeah, they do. new Xbox. A lot of good things happened in 1999. Uh, wonder, <laughs> wonder wow. what you're talking about, Puppy. <laughs> so sassy. Okay, Puppy, what you got at number one? You can tell a lot of you can tell a lot about a person when they say what their favorite favorite Tim Curry movie is. Rocky Horror. Rocky Horror. My number Great one. Great movie. I love the a good horror. movie. The introduction to Susan Sarandon. Tim Curry. The music. 
just the, the scenery. Of okay, my question is, do you like the newer ones that no. they had? So it's Tim Curry and it's Susan Sarandon. It's always going to be Tim Curry and Susan Sarandon for me. I Absolutely. love that movie. It's... Isn't it like a tradition for y'all to watch it every Halloween? Absolutely. We watch it on Halloween yep. every now. When, I, I'm going to tell you something. My first introduction to anything Rocky Horror was at a Christian camp. <laughs> hell the I am serious. How the hell did I, that happen? I had no idea what Rocky okay, Horror was. Okay, just to explain to people that don't know, it's about a transsexual. Okay, <laughs> transsexual planet. I went to. A church camp, and what they did during the dance was they did the time warp. Oh, okay. okay so at least they did so the it innocent part. It was innocent, but it was my first time ever experiencing it's just a jump to the left, warp. and it's not like it's just, just a jump to, to the left. left. And it's and not it's like all those right. kids could look up at that I time know. what they were doing. And I, it was my first time going to that camp, and I was like, really. It was, this is something y'all are doing. <laughs> it was one of my first introductions to. Sexual content. I was a very innocent child. I wasn't. I know you weren't. But when, You're welcome. But when I first watched it, you know, sweet transvestite. You, yeah. Sweet you, transvestite. Sex. Drag. Like, you just get thrown into that stuff. That's that one is of my, one of the sassiest men I've ever seen That's one life. of my favorite songs from that whole damn thing. Every time that song comes on, I just... I, that's an empowerment song. I don't care. Don't you have the record? Yes, I do. I that was one of the first records. When I got my record player, that was the first record I wanted on my birthday. And it's blood it, red. And it's beautiful. It still blows my mind how good of an actor he is. That he can go from that to Pennywise. Yeah. To any other character he ever played. And it's all different people. He doesn't play himself. Tim Curry. Ever. See, like I said, you can tell a lot about a person from when you say the name Tim Curry, what pops up in your head I like him as the dad from Wild Thornberries. Exactly. (laughs) See? He's just been in a bunch of shit. So, I'd probably say the greatest part about that movie is how, like, abrupt it is. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it acts like it wants to be a slow movie, but it really moves fast. In just seven days, I can make you a man. Like, what the fuck, bro? (laughs) (laughs) Y'all need to watch that movie, dude. It's funny as hell. I love that movie. Okay, Bone Daddy, you're last but not least. What's your number one movie? Alright, my number one movie is Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan from 1982. Khan! That is an awesome Awesome movie. Don't get offended. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Are you serious? Dude. What is wrong? With you? <laughs> <laughs> that, she's only no. She's only seen so much Star here's the, Trek. Here's like I'm showing her Star Trek. It's the greatest Star he, Trek movie ever made. He, he failed he, as a father. I failed as a father. I'm sorry. He and his brother have the ability to walk away when we're watching. <laughs> she's learning to love Star Trek. I am. I'm starting to. I've got to say my favorite quote on this. Is it Khan? I wrote it down. (laughs) Let me find it here. Okay, here it is. This is Khan. To the last, I will grapple with thee. From hell's heart, I stab at thee. For hate's sake, I spit my last breath at thee. That is just the most hateful fucking shit. (laughs) (laughs) That that is the... that is the most classy way you can say fuck, fuck you, you and your mama. The ultimate <laughs> fuck you that you can give anybody. <laughs> and he just Shakespeare said fuck you. 
Uh, exactly. Fuck you and your mama. Fa- fuck you in Shakespearean language, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> fuck thee. Fuck thee. Fuck it, thine. I guess okay. that is the end of our maiden voyage. Uh, we will try to be back next week. Send us comments. Let us know what you think about it. We have a Patreon at Jack and Geek Podcast. Uh, you can help us out there. Constructive uh, criticism. Constructive <laughs> criticism, yes. Please no fuck you, you piece of shit. Roast us. Yeah. Roast us. Yeah, go ahead and roast us. It's okay. Um, give us a, a comment. Yeah, Let us know what you think. Uh, and we will be back next week. Crip, you got anything to say? I hope you enjoy. Honestly. <laughs>